This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Citizens, welcome to the Forks of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that woke up this morning. Got yourself a gun. Mm-hmm. Mom always said you'd be the chosen one. I'm talking NJ, baby. I'm talking New oh, Jersey. Okay. I was the only time I ever get a chance was. to. No, that's the only tissue. There's the first superhero from fucking New Jersey. We're going to celebrate him. Sure. Well, it's uh, about as Jersey as it gets. Yes. He lives in a, a trash dump. He's made of toxic materials. It's in his name. It's the most Jersey. Kyle Collins from the Experience Grind podcast. Back me up. <laughs> yeah. As, as, is there, was New Jersey famous for like toxic dumps in the. I think that's always what it's been famous 50s. for. How yeah. do you think I got this way? Well, I mean, yes. I thought that was like, I know Nevada's got a lot of waste for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense. Wait, no, that's more three mile aisle. That's Pennsylvania. More, that's okay. all Pennsylvania. It's not that more Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It's all Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's so much Pennsylvania that it's entirely Pennsylvania. Fair enough. All of it is Pennsylvania. Did you guys know that New Jersey has a state dinosaur? I did not know that. The Hadrosaurus? The more you know, do, 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 do. What kind of dinosaur is a hadrosaurus? It's uh, one of the extinct ones. I bet it sounds. I bet it's like a a swimmer. I, I bet it has to be a swimmer, and it probably like lives in like lavalette or seaside in the summer. I mean, on New Jersey brand, <laughs> it's obviously lame enough that none of us have ever actually heard of it. That's very fair. It's not one of the cool yeah. ones, admittedly. Yeah. Fine. Well, no. it's probably got a different name in South Jersey. <laughs> the Horosaurus. And I'll argue that that's the better name. <laughs> You're probably right. Every time. I uh, just know that New Jersey has a state dance. <laughs> Please enlighten me. Think like you've just been dumped into a vat of toxic waste. It's the Dougie, isn't it? It's not the Dougie, thank fucking God. I thought it was the, the, the five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not that either. All right. It is the square dance because what? whenever people think New Jersey, nothing says New Jersey like they square think dancing. of square dancing, which is like the most cultish type of dance when you think about it. It's actually just a bunch of squares dancing. <laughs> Somebody did a typo. <laughs> Welcome to New Jersey. Oh, did you guys God. have to do square dancing for your your gym class at some point? No, yeah, we, we had Pioneer Day in fourth grade. And it was mm-hmm. really uncomfortable. It was like the girls were like covering up their hands with their sleeves and stuff because they didn't want to touch the boys and get the coots. Oh, I see. Right. Like they put the, the sleeves the over yeah. the hands. Yeah. Okay. Because they'd have to do the, uh, yeah, we had to do it for gym class. What other festivities take place on, on Pioneer Day? Uh, pin the tail on the Indian and <laughs> first and last supper. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't ready to yes and three times. No, uh, that's yeah. fair. That's, that's fair. That's, uh, that was my favorite game. To you play know what? In fourth grade. <laughs> New Jersey Day. Public Education, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Somehow, that, that punchline landed even better when you didn't come up with a third thing. That uh, sure did. <laughs> it's 
So today we're talking about <laughs> Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger, part four from 2000 somehow, directed by Lloyd fucking Kaufman. Lloyd fucking Kaufman. Uncle, Uncle Lloyd is back. Naturally had a call in our amateur trauma enthusiast, Kyle, from the Experience Crime Podcast. He's also back. He has to be back. By law, he has to be back. I appreciate it. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's a blessing. Uh, it's one like on Facebook. One, yep, so one more like one, than we probably deserve. One like is one amen or some shit like that. You know that? Is that what they say? Some things do. I, I haven't seen them for a while, but they were pretty popular in like yeah, the early like, Facebook days. Like for a thought, heart for a prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's usually like some sick child in like a hospital. Yeah, because that's what's going to heal him. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to heal young hey, Jimmy in we'll the hospital. We'll get there. That's a good point. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, Kyle, you ever seen this one before? Uh, so I'm not familiar with Toxie 4. Uh, this was out of my big trauma phase. I got huge into traumas we've been through many times. Uh, well, now you can get back into it again because trauma I now. can. Well, that's going to be fantastic. I'm going to use the shit out of that. Thank you guys for that privilege because there is some great shit on there. <laughs> There's all sorts of wacky There's shit. Emphasis shit on, on the shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This movie notwithstanding, I, I told you both off air, uh, spoiler alert, out the gate, this was a fantastic watch for me today. This was the first time that I think we've ever done a movie with Kyle where he like live tweeted with us, like as he was watching. <laughs> I was trying not to because I didn't want to give up too much either, but I just kept being like, it just kept getting better. Yeah, somehow like, the, yeah. the bar started ridiculously high and it managed to go higher And then every just ramped time. up the insanity over and over again. <laughs> Brian, you ever seen this? No? Cool. Hell Wanna no. Want to get into it? Sure. Have you seen it? No? Cool. Let's get into it. <laughs> I'm so excited, and I have no idea how you wrote a synopsis for whatever is about to happen. <sighs> I have no clue. Man, uh, if you've joined us on, on Patreon, you, you heard our, our Pleasantville episode where we, we talk about how the Wikipedia synopsis is very sanitized. <laughs> In the best, funniest um, way. This... Synopsis will also be pretty sanitized compared to the actual movie. Can I drop you guys my uh, my mind blowing thing that I I was trying to save and it didn't happen till I got the cheat sheet. Uh, even though it's referenced in the movie and the movie is called it, it's a direct reference to Citizen Kane. It's called Citizen Toxie. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh wow, yep. There you go. Citizen Kane, famous movie <laughs> for gross-out humor and alternate dimensions. I'm pretty sure William Randolph Hearst had a weird toxic dick. <laughs> with a face. Oh, God, with a face. It's all coming back to me. All coming back to me now. You've got to be a big fan of Guar. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm sure they're like bros. Because that, that is exactly a fucking... That's, that's basically the cuttlefish, which was... A big prop odorous Ungus uh, would wear. And uh, he actually got arrested for using it and had to be on probation for two years <laughs> because of a concert he had here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Got hit with a public indecency because of a fake giant dick with a, an alien <laughs> face on the end of it. Man. Do you know when that was? It was in, I think I read, because uh, I was reading about it today. It was like in 94. Four. Okay, Maybe so not it's the, not. Yeah. So it's well, not the reason he didn't do this movie because he was uh, one of the original people slated to be the Toxic Avenger in yeah. one of his movies. So, and I think it was because of that, right? I think he couldn't travel because right. of he was on probation. He couldn't leave the state. 
Yeah. So. Because <laughs> of a fake penis. Because of a fake penis. Oh man. Way to go, North Carolina. And also, he was he's a Canadian citizen. So that was an issue, too. (laughs) One of those things doesn't add up all the way. It's like, yeah, well, you had a fake penis, North Carolina. Usually we're going to let you travel to the South Carolina. That seems okay with the fake penis. But you're Canadian, too? He could have been deported. Like, So it would have been like really bad. Not only would have been in huge trouble, he would have been kicked out of the country. That seems like the right thing to do, though, right now. Like, if you get the chance to get kicked out of our country, take it. Dave Brocky died like, Seven years ago, so he doesn't care at all anymore. Fair <laughs> right. enough, also. Yeah. <laughs> That's been Guar talk. It. it was a good the, time, man. The Guar Guar rocks, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to start this one all the same exact way I started off Toxie 3. Previously, on the Toxic Avenger, Melvin Ferd is a 98 pound weakling dork nerd who works as a janitor at a health club in Tromaville, New Jersey. One day, he falls into a vat of toxic waste and transforms into the hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength, the Toxic Avenger, the first superhero of New Jersey. And the best. That's what they Don't say. Don't forget it. Miss Marvel might have words, but... <laughs> I'm like a little upset right now because I have a Tromaville Health Club shirt. And you neglected to wear it yeah. for our audio medium I podcast. did wear it. And then I was holding the kid before oh, we went on. Oh. And he decided to just... Do the spit ups all over, and I went, nope, definitely it's kind not of appropriate with that. for um, that movie, time. though. It's sort of appropriate, but I left New Jersey. I'm allowed to change my shirt. <laughs> That's what they say. You can take the New Jersey out of the shirt, but you can't take the shirt out of New Jersey. <laughs> I don't like your tone when you talk about New Jersey, Brian. <laughs> I lived there for five years, so I mean, how bad could it be? Have I mentioned before that I had a band that had a song called Hoboken Death Ray? That's a really good name for That's a, a fantastic song. name. It's a really awesome song, too. It's on Spotify. I'll send it to you guys after the show. It's a cool song. It sounds like a metal pizza joint. Oh, yeah. It could be. If you, well, Give that down to Hoboken Death Rays. There's a, a, a chain of restaurants around the Chicago area uh, that Chicago are metal themed. is what they call it. Wow, they're they're metal themed uh, burger joints. <laughs> I don't think you could audibly hear me roll my eyes at Chicago Land, but I, I, did. I heard it. You could hear the <laughs> as they rolled back up in his head. Where was I? Citizen Toxie, Toxic Adventure Four. <laughs> I haven't even gotten through the previously on part yet. No, you haven't. <laughs> The Toxic Avenger uses his newfound strength to rid Tromaville of crime. Then two sequels happen, but are now officially retconned, as this is the real sequel to The Toxic Avenger. How great is that? Good call. Fantastic. And I already have an actual IMDb trivia fact. You're a monster. The narration in the beginning and end was by Stan Lee. He's credited, though, as Peter Parker. And that's when Steve Ditko died and rolled over in his grave? Is that when he did it? Sometime around the year 2000, they were like, oh, <laughs> Peter Parker is doing the, the VO for Toxic Avenger 4. Stanley really, really needed a job during this and era, that, so uh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> Early 2000s, Stan was hurting for some money. You think so? No, he very much was. I thought he was just good buddies with Lloyd. No, he was uh, I would love mixed to up that. in a lot of bad stuff with like Stanley Productions and mm. whatever his other bullshit was that he was trying to scam people out of money for. Had he already burned through his Mallrats money? He barely got Mallrats money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he got a whole lot of Mallrats money, and that would be five years before this. So, You think the stand got snapped? Yeah, me too. Everybody <laughs> isn't just super rich if they're in a movie? Uh, 
Hollywood lied to me. <laughs> I hate how fake Hollywood is. So that's the recap of the previous movies. Now we actually start Toxic Avenger 4. It's take a Mexican to lunch day at Tromaville School for the very <laughs> special. Yeah, we're just we're plowing right into it uh-huh. head first. Uh-huh. It's funny because like it's been a minute since I've watched a trauma movie <laughs> since Toxic Avenger 3. <laughs> and every single time like you forget how uh-huh. trauma movies work. Right. Uh-huh. Like, oh, this is offensive. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're trying to offend me. This is to uh, no end. Not even started yet. No, it's this Got is it. like taking Mexican to work days pro- or to lunch day or whatever is like the most tame thing in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happening at the Tromaville School for the Very Special, which is not oh. to be confused with, you know, mm. Charles Xavier's School for Gifted Children, because we're not in New York, we're in New Jersey. It's a very different kind of gifted child. Correct. Disaster strikes when the diaper mafia arrive and hold all the very <laughs> special kids and their pregnant teacher hostage. Mm, just timeless. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, how, how could you not start a movie with a school shooting? How could you not? That's the thing that I love about... Uh... About Papa Lloyd is that, or Uncle Lloyd, as you guys call him, is that not only does he start the movie with a school shooting, it's a school shooting of special needs. He just, he's going to ramp it up (laughs) to that extra level at every point. He's going to crank this bitch up to 11. And And on, take a Mexican to lunch day. Come on. (laughs) And they're not just saying these children are are special children. No, they're they're pretty much like Knoxville in the ringer of levels of offensive. Yes. Every single one of them. Every single one. It's revealed that the diaper mafia are being secretly led by a very subtly mustached police sergeant, uh, Sergeant Kaczynski, played by mm-hmm. Dan Snow. Who's... Is that what the Germans are calling Hitler now? Subtle? Subtle, yeah. Is that what they're calling? Okay. The subtle uh, Michael the mustache. Jordan mustache. Right. The Charlie Chaplin, if you will. No, 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 no. Gets a bad <laughs> rap now. You're right. My bad. The cop with the Hitler stash is instructing the diaper mafia to kill the hostages one by one. <laughs> meanwhile, Mel Gold <laughs> Meanwhile outside Mayor Goldberg, Ron fucking Jeremy <laughs> is praying about the whole situation in public on camera. He's like, "Hey, you know what we need Beautiful. to do? You know what they need inside there in that school shooting? Our thoughts and prayers." <laughs> oh god damn it, man. God damn it. And this was in uh. 2000. Yep. Yeah, yeah, way ahead oh. of the time. Mm, fuck. While the whole town is praying in front of the school, the really real bikini news crew arrives on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Lead anchor Samantha Chambers and her morbidly obese cameraman go in to interview the diaper mafia. And the head of the diaper mafia is about to strike Miss Wiener like a pinata, the teacher of the special needs school. She wants to pop the child out of her uh, belly area. Yeah. I'm filling yeah. in the blanks. I love that Lloyd was just sitting around with like somebody's like, man, what? what do, I got to name the teacher. What do I name her? What about Wiener? Yes, <laughs> Miss Wiener. At some point, Nailed somebody it. somebody pitched just to name, or they he just thought it would be funny. He's like, I'm going to name her Wiener. This is awesome. <laughs> so as the head of the diaper mafia is about to strike her, Samantha transforms into the Toxic Avenger. And it's just a toxic Avenger wearing a bikini, and it is. It's a treat. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> Played by Dave Maddy, voiced by Clyde Lewis. Both of them fucking bring it. This is like the best toxic Avenger ever. He's got great facial expression, and the dude that does the voiceover is 
actually knows kind of how to act a bit, so he yeah. brings a lot to it. It's definitely a new mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Like this one, he actually can emote in. It's like they spent money on this one, a, a little bit at least. Well, how much was the budget on this thing? $500,000. Holy dollars. shit. <laughs> really? That is fantastically oh, cheap, because there's some crazy shit in this. There's a lot of great effects in this thing. Yeah. yeah. Like makeup-wise wow. and special-wise, not the children, but... I think the part that got me the most is like realistically the film crew is just a cameraman and a guy to shine a flashlight because <laughs> that is all the lighting you're going to get in this old movie. Oh, yeah. So it turns out Samantha Chambers' morbidly obese cameraman is none other than the Toxic Avengers loyal sidekick Lardass, played mm. by Joe Fleischaker. Mm-hmm. Who has uh, all of his fight scenes are where he's casually sitting on the desk so he doesn't have to move. <laughs> yep. And usually pulling out some sort of phallic food item. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Toxie and Lardass fight the diaper mafia. <laughs> That's my favorite sentence I've ever uttered. It's got to be way up there. Toxie literally shoves one guy's head up his own ass. <laughs> And then the he leader of someone shove it up his own ass. He shoves it down into his body cavity, and it and the head pops out from his ass. ass. Right. Yeah. And then he knocks his head off. Yes. And just it's can sick. I? I don't know if anybody and doesn't a child track. catch the head. And they play catch. They play catch. They're, they're playing they play like catch. you know. You know how when you have a balloon, you play that dumb game where you try to keep it in the air as long as possible. They do that with this guy's poop covered head. Wonderful work of art. I don't know if anybody keeps track of this kind of thing, but already I think this movie has more farts per minute, more fart sound effects per minute than any other movie I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're nine minutes in. All of the people are supposed to be constantly shitting themselves in these diapers. (laughs) Yeah. But also Lardass farts every time he moves. (laughs) It's comedy, man. Drink every time you hear a fart and die ten minutes into this movie. (laughs) You won't make it. The leader of the diaper mafia opens fire on the classroom, killing all but two of the very special students. I love that Toxie is just hiding behind all of the children. <laughs> He's hiding behind the kids. That he keeps is the most hero them. from New Jersey thing oh. you could do. <laughs> again, just again, this is the first like four minutes of this movie. It's longer and, than that, but yes. Oh. <laughs> this scene just... goes on a long time. I was blown away. Maybe it just felt so short because it was beautiful. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun, man. (laughs) Yeah, really does, man. Toxic goes to kill the leader of the diaper mafia, and he reveals that he's fitted with a bomb that will detonate five seconds after his heart stops. (laughs) Lardass pleads with Toxie to not let his traumatons control him, but Toxie is overcome with rage and starts ripping out the diaper mafia leader's guts. (laughs) The leader of the diaper mafia dies. And the bomb announces that it will detonate in five seconds. <laughs> well, it's wonderful also because like his guts are all over the floor. And then after realizing like, oh shit, if I kill you, it's going to have five seconds. And he starts pushing his guts back in to him. <laughs> starts piling back in. But then they just fall out again. And they look on the diaper, the diaper mafia man's face when that happens. He's like, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> also, when they fall out again, there is another fart sound effect. It goes, of course. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should have broken this episode up into like eight episodes. Uh, eight episodes we, worth I of I feel like you <laughs> easily could have. So with five seconds to get everybody out of the building, Toxie goes looking for a mop. And he finds Tito, played by Michael Budinger, a special student shooting up in the janitor's closet. He's a rebellious special guy. 
We know because he's got a leather jacket on that says some choice words on the back, which I won't repeat. Says some words on the back of his jacket. Our word rebel. That's right. Let the audience figure that out. Uh, Let your imagination wander. I think this is also like the only thing this guy's ever acted in. And imagine this being your only acting credit. (laughs) (laughs) Similar to the girl, uh, Sweetie Honey, I believe she has three roles to her name. I didn't think she was that bad. I didn't she either. I thought fine. I'd seen her in other things, and I was like, oh, she's not been in much. She has children <laughs> probably now that she has to explain this to. No, for sure. <laughs> I wish my mom was sweetie honey. You know how awesome that would be? <laughs> Toxie smashes another goon's heads with two books as Miss Wiener warns him to make sure to keep church and state separate. <laughs> it's a book about religion and a book about government. <laughs> God damn, dude. (sighs) It's about this time that Toxie realizes that he has to rush home to impregnate his blind wife, Sarah. Because it's like Timex goes up and it says, time to impregnate. Time to impregnate Sarah. Five seconds left, by the way. Right, still five seconds (laughs) left. Still five seconds left. On the countdown to detonation. Uh, Sarah played, of course, by Heidi fucking Surzen. Not the same girl. No, it's been a different girl every movie, and yet. (laughs) Exactly. They're just over the top playing blind and... Yes. I thought the third one was like the best one. So far. I think I thought this one was. I really enjoyed this one. This one had more range. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it's because this we'll one get there. bared her breasts. <laughs> oh, gosh. This movie. Uh, but the, the sex scene with Toxie did not look uncomfortable at all. No, no, no. not even a little bit. Not even totally a natural. Bit. Such great on-screen chemistry. <laughs> Toxie and Sarah do the nasty, and then Sarah prepares him lunch for later, and she accidentally leaves her pregnancy <laughs> test inside his sandwich, and that is Chekhov's pregnancy test sandwich. Four seconds left. Also, the I'm just the pea and the apple juice are both in pea cups. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. But they're labeled, so you know, which helps as the blind woman. <laughs> This isn't just any old pregnancy test. This is a, a Braille pregnancy test for the blind. Right, right. <laughs> I have so many questions how that works. I have so many questions about this entire movie. Mostly why. But First of um, all, how dare you? <laughs> I counter your why with a, with a solid why not. Yeah, that's the right answer. While all of this is happening, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, played by Cull Kerms, is outside the school, but isn't helping because Tromaville is outside his jurisdiction, and also he's pissed drunk. He's very drunk. He's very drunk in this entire movie. The whole time. He's another trauma character. They're building a, a Tromaverse. A little the bit whole Tromaverse. Toxie returns to the school with one second still remaining on the bomb detonation sequence, and he begins gathering the alive children, while Lardass covers the bomb in peanut butter and eats it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so gross. It's so gross. This guy just with peanut butter hands rubbing it all over this bomb. <laughs> the bomb explodes, killing Lardass, while Toxie escapes with two of the very special students. But something strange happens. The police begin firing at Toxie. He flees and is scooped up by Kabuki Man, who is acting strange and calling Toxie Noxie. Hmm. Something's afoot. Then it's not just feet. What? What? <laughs> like you're in that weird headspace right now. That's, no, that's it's the yeah. weirdest of headspaces. Yeah. I wonder why. 
This movie does something to a person. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the school, another strange-looking Toxie emerges. He immediately attacks the police chief, tearing off his arms and beating other civilians with them. Well, this uh, version of Toxie has a giant N chain around his neck, and he, he has and his mop is red hair. <laughs> And his mop is red, too, yes. And his nice mop is, touch. in fact, red, yes. He's got the Sith mop. <laughs> we'll get there. The evil Toxie kills a whole bunch of trauma villains and throws a 12-year-old girl at a wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love when that comes back. <laughs> hey, you can't go around killing trauma villains and throwing girls at walls. Kabuki Man and Toxie are still evading the police, and Kabuki Man goes out of his way to run over a little old lady. And that's when Toxie finally realizes that something is wrong here. Oh, this Kabuki Man has nice, long, flowing hair, too. He does. And he does. gold markings on his yeah. mask instead of right. red. And this is the old lady who, like, he turns the car around, comes back, and then runs her over repeatedly. Yes. And then the, the corpse starts shitting itself? <laughs> yes. Okay. More gotcha. fart sound effects. Gotcha, okay. So now that Toxie is clued into something's wrong here, we're going to cut to Dr. Flem Hawking. Mm. James fucking Gunn. <laughs> yes, that James fucking Gunn. Uh-huh. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn <laughs> doing his best Stephen Hawking impression. <laughs> but with words. Like, you know that Disney has never seen this movie. If they were upset about some tweets, <laughs> they have never seen this movie. He's here to drop some obligatory exposition on us. Due to some space-time shenanigans, two alternate dimensions have crossed, leading to the Toxic Avenger and the Noxious Offender swapping places. The police car chasing Kabuki Man and Toxie just plows through the wall, killing Dr. Hawking. (laughs) It's also, it's like a Pontiac Sunfire. It's (laughs) It's some crappy, like, yeah, it's like a Saturn or something. I was going to say, I thought it was like a garbage Saturn. (laughs) I just know it was red, and it's like, dude... (laughs) You know, like a classic cop car. <laughs> right. And it just has like the tiny little red light up top. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, <laughs> oh, he's budget. undercover in a Saturn SL2. <laughs> <laughs> just cruising around Amortville, which is Amortville. the, the alternate Tromaville. Sergeant Kaczynski and his Hitler mustache is a big fan of Noxie. And he's like, hey, get in my car. We got to talk. Toxie finds the diaper mafia still alive in Amortville. And they're tormenting the special students from Tromaville, Tito and Sweetie Honey. I like how he's like calling her Sweetie and Honey. He's like, I got to know your real name. She's like, it's Sweetie Honey. Nailed it. This is Wiener and Sweetie Honey. Tito is constantly wanting to do heroin and crack. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's the R word rebel. He's the rebel. God. Ah, this movie, you guys. Good, Holy man. Fuck. It's so good. Holy oh, fuck. You cannot is. understand. I think Troma now is like four ninety nine a month, and it is so worth 50 it bucks for a just year. a month, even. Save the 16%. In there. Oh, man. God, dude. After Toxie <laughs> kills all the diaper mafia again, mm-hmm. he brings Tito and Sweetie Honey to where he expects to find his own home, but it's not there. The special kids are hungry, so Toxie offers them his lunch that Sarah prepared earlier. That's when he discovers the pregnancy test sandwich and that Sarah is, in fact, pregnant. Well, that's because Tito says, oh, this tastes like a pregnant lady's piss. (laughs) (sighs) 
I love that he's like, I don't know why people always say these are so hard to read because it has like a text readout along with <laughs> it the says braille on the back. Congratulations slash sorry, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> So Toxie's wondering where his house is and where his wife is. So he goes looking for some answers, but he tells the special students to stay at the toxic waste dump where they'll be safe. But Tito's a rebel, so they go exploring. Back in Tromaville, Mayor Goldberg unveils a new group of superheroes he's assembled to take down the noxious offender. These superheroes are The Vibrator, mm-hmm. Dolphin Man, Mad Cowboy, and Master Bader. I really appreciate that we are expanding the superheroes of <laughs> Troma, New Jersey. I like that the Toxic Avenger now has his own set of Avengers. Dolphin Man and Mad Cowboy are not bad props, especially for a $500,000 budget. <laughs> they're not good props either. Don't get me wrong, but they're not bad. I have a hard time telling the difference between Mad Cowboy's milk and Masturbator's milk. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> The slight dejected look you had to give yourself to say that, Brian, was pretty priceless. Uh, Uncle Lloyd, can we please pause it? I need to check the viscosity on those liquids so I can understand the characters. Thank you. Is this crowd happy to be covered in jizz? I'm un- I'm, un- I'm very confused right now. Again, imagine being this guy or the vibrator and your, your most known film roles are this. <laughs> Apologies to Jared Alterman and Lauren Heather McMahon. Uh-huh. Like you're at work like 20 years later and you're like, oh yeah, I was in a movie once. Why? You would not tell people. If you were don't in- look me up. Please don't look me up. <laughs> this superhero team will of course be led by the drunken Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Back in Mortville, Toxie witnesses some rednecks dragging, dragging a black man through the streets behind their pickup truck. So Toxie attacks them. As you do. Yeah. One of the men gets away, but Toxie burns the racist driver in the engine bay of his truck, significantly altering his appearance. <laughs> into, into what there, Brian? Just uh, different from what it was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the man's victim, Pompey, uh, played by Barry Briscoe, who is now just a severed head in the bed of the truck, suggests that they leave the driver with the local KKK chapter who lynch him because his burns apparently make him look like a black man now. Mm. Mm. Uh, that, this is the movie. Yep. <laughs> Please no emails. <laughs> that would be lovely. Thank you. My God, man. Yeah. Uh, also, Pompey, for a fucking severed head, a lot of charisma. He's the most charismatic. Carries all the scenes. Love this guy. And I like the way they shoot him, too, because they like hide it just well enough. Like, they shooting him off, like, the edge of the frame so that, you mm-hmm. know, it's just a guy putting his head in a bag. It's oh, lovely. Beautiful. It's fantastic. It's just a, a head in a paper bag. Also, I believe, is the, one of the truck drivers, isn't he played by, like, one of the guys that is Toxie? Or is that not right? That, that maybe. Possibly. <laughs> I know they reuse a lot of actors in this universe, so. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm even going to say probably. I think it was, like, his off-mask cameo. Well, there's two, well. Sorry, well, I know Dave actually... Maddie also shows up later with, with another character that I might gloss over for the sake of <laughs> disgustingness. <laughs> Toxie brings Pompey to the Plastic Palace to get a new body. Because that's just the thing you can do in a Mortville. Just get a new body at the Plastic Palace. But the employees of the Plastic Palace intend to use him as hot dog parts instead. 
So they bring him out back in a bucket of body parts, where Tito and Sweetie Honey find him, but then they're all kidnapped by the mad cowboy of this universe. (laughs) It's a lot. Oh, man. I don't even, I, I like, I'm actually at a loss for words right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to make jokes about things that are already <laughs> this absolutely far out there. Toxie finds this dimension's lardass, who goes by Chester, and is very offended <laughs> when Toxie calls him lardass. He is, but he also reminds him just how supple his lips are, That's repeatedly. Repeatedly. Because he is a physicist. Uh-huh. Kind I mean, of, I don't know what he is. He's a scientist. I could tell you what he is. But uh, he also has a sign for blowjobs for 50 cents or a baked good. That's right. Since his dead wife, Claire, this dimension, Sarah, was kidnapped by the noxious offender, he now blows dudes for money instead of being the leading expert on interdimensional travel, which he previously was. It's a really, really cheap price for blowjobs. (laughs) Right? I mean, the amount that he's giving, though, when you think about it, like he's just kind of banging them out bang, 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 because he has clearly a line out the door. He's asking for next. You don't just ask for next unless you're not doing a good job. And uh, this is another cameo of Dave Maddy out of the Toxie suit, who is one of the customers of Chester here. <laughs> He's also, he also carries a jacket that says Sheriff on it, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so see you tomorrow. <laughs> Noxie makes his way to Toxie's home, where he finds Sarah and proceeds to rape her. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Kaczynski shows up and picks up Noxie and has him kill Mayor Goldberg and instate himself as mayor. So now Noxie is mayor of Tromaville. I like that the mayor of Tromaville works in the same way as like a feudal monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> you killed the mayor. You're mayor now. Oh, hooray! They kind of treat it like that one, like Star Wars. Sort of, they're like, "Well, uh, you need to kill the person who has it in order to be- become powerful and wield it, or whatever." It's like, uh, I guess, same rules apply for Tromaville and Meredum. <laughs> and Meredum, you gotta kill Ron Jeremy to become mayor. We're shoving a cross down his throat <laughs> while he's asking for a sign from God. Mm-hmm. Toxie explains to Claire that he's not Noxie, and he intends to reunite her with Chester. When Kabuki Man tries to assault Claire, Toxie gets into a fight with him at the hot dog factory. He manages to escape Kabuki Man and turn the mad cowboy into hot dog meat and rescue Tito, Sweetie Honey, and Pompey. It's so good when he throws him into like the meat grinder and he oh, comes out as like packaged, packaged <laughs> <actual> meat. <laughs> I love that the, the meat grinder is, just says it's running 24 7. There's a sign. <laughs> and they still have to hit a button to start. Uh, yeah, it. they still have to turn it off. <laughs> Smart movie, man. Smart movie. Do you want to know how smart it is? Yeah. I feel like I should be like, how smart is it? (laughs) What do I do? We now get an entire black and white promo video for Tromadu. And I have an actual IMDb trivia fact about this. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Tromadu shots were filmed in the Playboy Mansion. And the black and white (laughs) film clip of Tromadu was an homage to the opening scene of Citizen Kane. Mm -hmm. Complete with, at the end, they ask Noxie, What's all over his face? And he says, nose blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's such a good joke, though. Hugh Hefner was apparently supposed to be in these Tromadu scenes as the president of the United States, but Hefner's lawyers sent a cease and desist to Troma, telling them to remove any visual depictions of him from the film. 
And uh, apparently Hugh was cool with it, being in the movie, but his lawyers were like, hey, you were unfairly coerced into being in this movie because they were worried about his image. Yeah. And because of this, there's just, in the end credits, there's a special no thanks to Hugh Hefner's lawyer credit. Burned him. That's a very good credit. But, like, were they worried about having, like, elder abuse? They already had Stan Lee. They might as well get <laughs> Hugh Hefner. I think they thought that this movie painted Hugh Hefner in a poor light. Oh, that's, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I love the, there was a, there's a, a dong hang scene in this. I was pretty okay with Several. that. Yeah. That, I, I didn't know that there would be naked dudes at the Playboy Mansion grotto, too, but it makes sense thinking about it. Yeah. Well, this movie flips the script, Kyle. It takes everything you <laughs> think mean, you barely. know. <laughs> kind of, maybe. It's on its head. There's also just, there's bare breasts like every five minutes in this movie. Every <laughs> well, scene yeah. of this movie. There's probably as many bare breasts as there are farts. There's, <laughs> there's at one point a gynecologist assistant that is just completely full frontal naked. <laughs> she actually, she offered to do full yeah. frontal in, in exchange for a, a line. It's, it's very good. Also, I, this movie had a, a, a homage to a cut line from Fight Club, which was really great. <laughs> what line was that? Uh, thanks for my abortion. I think. Oh, I want to. I want to. I want to be your next abortion or something like that's that. That's it. That's the line. Wow. So that's a very Fight Club line. Well, but and that was originally in the Fight Club script, and the studio hated it so much <laughs> that David Fincher agreed to change it. If they agreed that whatever he changed it to, they wouldn't complain about. And that's when he changed it to, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. Which the studio (laughs) hated even more, but they couldn't go back on it. But they couldn't. That's how you cut a deal. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a completely unrelated movie fact for you guys. Wow, we did Fight Club way, 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 way back in the day on Patreon. I think it was our first Patreon episode. Uh, do 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 do. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, relevant news oh, coming relevant up. News I'm gonna hit you with this about New Jersey. Um, <laughs> it might as well be because a certain Dave Michaels on IMDb does have a new credit, <laughs> and I'm now part of the additional crew for Citizen Talks and Talks Avenger Four as Dolphin Manhandler. <laughs> Amazing. Fantastic. Good for you. You did a great job as the Dolphin Man Handler. I appreciate that. Was Thank it you your so idea much. to put him in a yellow raincoat to, so that you didn't have to make a full dolphin suit? Because that's yes, it was. That's uh, genius I'm, I'm budgeting. A, a very, very big Curious George fan, and that was my homage mm. to that. I like Man that. In the yellow yeah. coat. Speaking of Dolphin Man, at the Tromaville Super Duper Hideout, Mad Cowboy makes an impassioned speech, convincing Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD to launch an attack on Noxie. Mm. And when I say impassioned speech, he moves. A lot yeah. for several minutes. And the super duper hideout, which is a garage yeah. attached to a house <laughs> that they open the garage door to and run out of the garage. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the fucking bat cave. They're going to attack Noxie. Uh huh. And uh, immediately cut to Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD screaming into the camera because Noxie has killed all of the new superheroes of Tromaville except for him. And Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD gets away. He's so drunk. Yeah. Always. Like the whole time. He's so drunk. I love it. He's he's so much fun. Mm -hmm. He's so hammered. He retreats to Toxie's house looking for a hospital. And he gets to the house. He pisses. And then he sees Sarah still tied up from Noxie's attack earlier. So with his donger still hanging out, he climbs onto Sarah to free her. But he passes out instead. As you do, right? 
Right? That's right. Sure. Sure. As you might. I don't know. As you shouldn't. No. Definitely place the donger back inside before untying the hostage. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? Untying the hostage. That sure. would be a very good one. But not like for like Bruce Willis, because now I feel like he's just rescuing his daughter all the time, and you don't want to say untie the hostage. Uh, he's retired now. Fuck you. We can make jokes about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can say whatever we want about Bruce. He's not making another guy <laughs> I'd make hard. fun of him no. even if he wasn't retired and had brain issues. I'll make fun of him more. No, I won't. That's crass. But I'll make fun of him <laughs> the same amount. I'm not going to decrease the amount of making fun of him I'm doing. We can't do that because that's just mean at that point. That means you're treating right. him differently. Right. And mm-hmm. that's not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie's killing us, guys. Sarah discovers <laughs> from her OBGYN, Dr. Kinky Finkelstein, played by Corey fucking Feldman. Corey He's so good in this. Feldman, dude. With that he is mustache. unbelievable in this movie. Oh, my God. Dr. Kinky Finkelstein tells Sarah that she's pregnant with two babies from two different fathers. And he explains to her that if she tries to keep both of the babies, they'll explode inside her, killing her. So she's going to have to think about it. And get an abortion on one of them. <laughs> that's, that's what Dr. Kinky Finkelstein encourages. But she's like, mm, let me think about it for a while. He's like, well, you have two hours. <laughs> So she stumbles her way to the abortion clinic. As soon as he says that, she immediately (laughs) balloons up fully pregnant. (laughs) She's like, oh. Yep. Mm. So she stumbles her way. baby. Why wouldn't you just lean into the weirdness of it? Uh Just fuck it. Two hours. We got to squeeze this into a movie. She makes her way to the local abortion clinic to find out what her options are. And the doctor goes to listen to her belly, and he gets kicked by one of the babies and falls ass first on a speculum and dies of rectal hemorrhaging. (laughs) Man, this movie. This is before, like, before she goes into the abortion clinic, she's getting sprayed with blood, and she's like, oh, this cooling mist. Because <laughs> she's blind. Oh, we didn't even touch that alternate universe. Uh, oh, right. Girlfriend is deaf. Claire is deaf instead of blind. And her way of doing sign language is probably the most offensive thing in this movie. It's so bad. <laughs> and then, of course, you get the, the topless translator to pop up on screen. <laughs> I forgot about the topless translator. Yes. It's funny because she pops up every time that Claire has a scene, but she only translates in the first one. Yeah. But the rest of the time, she's like the... eating pizza and stuff. Yeah. Just casually on screen, topless, while Claire is talking. If you think it's hard to talk about this movie, it's just as hard to watch it. It's I true. Like. I I can't tell you guys how many times, like, for real watching it, I literally was laughing out loud at <laughs> this fucking movie. Same. Like, just constantly. It, it tickled a funny bone in a deep way that, man, hasn't been tickled for a while. It tickled my funny boner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going to make my comment about my inner 12-year-old now. Oh. <laughs> This is like the type of movie where I was sitting watching it in the fortress on the the big screen. I felt like it was necessary to have under twenty yeah. inch projector going for it, and I kept like leaning forward, like just my production brain going, like, "All right, how are you going to top that? All right, how are you going to top that? All right, how are you going to top that?" And then they just kept doing they it. They kept doing it. Yes, and so well. I was not let down by how over the top this thing ended up going. Not for, for starting a over the top. Back in Mortville, 
Chester and Claire are reunited, and they have weird cheese-based sex. <laughs> he licks her foot and then eats a block of cheese. Yep, and he rubs the block of cheese on her foot and then eats more of the cheese. It's, um... Hot, I think is the word you're looking for. Yep, yep. Very method. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not using a body double or anything. He's actually rubbing cheese on her feet. And you can see the cheese that gets left on her foot, and then he really <laughs> eats the cheese. <laughs> yeah, they don't fake this one. Uh-uh, uh-uh. To thank Toxie, Chester agrees to send him home to his own dimension. They go to Dr. Hawking's lab, where he's still dead on the floor, and cue a science montage where Toxie, Chester, Claire, Tito, Sweetie, Honey, and Pompey solve interdimensional travel. Just like Tony Stark. Exactly. Exactly! <laughs> In Jersey, with scraps. That's right. Well, all these people are definitely are the scraps of Jersey, or as we would call them, fine New Jerseyans. Yes. Mm-hmm. It turns out all Toxie has to do is put on a pair of ruby slippers and click his heels three times while thinking of home. <laughs> it's the most perfect cough-out! It's the best deuce ex machina really is. ever. Just, oh, man! God's in the machine, let's get the fuck out of here. And I have to imagine 90% of the reason this was put in is so they can make this other joke, which is, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Tito. Right. <laughs> Worth it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're kids anymore, Toto. My name's Tito. I'm not doing the accent. <laughs> you got the setup and you got the payoff. It's perfect. I wonder if that's why they change his name to Tito. Like after they wrote, they're like, oh, wait, let's just name this guy Tito. This will be great. Probably. Mm-hmm. Tito decides he's going to stay behind in Amortville to protect the citizens against Kabuki Man. As a new hero. As a new hero. <laughs> The thing he was before as a rebel, he is now a revenger. Uh huh. <laughs> so, you know, two plus two equals four. Oh, he just quit drugs too. So, good for him. Kudos, just through sheer willpower. Yeah, that's what we call a character arc. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Toxie and Sweetie Honey return to Tromaville, accidentally winding up in a seventies gay porno and in heaven first. <laughs> And I love, so God is played by Hank the Angry Drunk. Oh, yeah, he is, man. <laughs> and uh, Just God, crushes it. God has Toxie promise him two things. One, kill all the murderers and the child rapists. I don't like those guys. And second, tell the Pope to stop talking about me. He doesn't know me. I hate that asshole. And tell him that his hat's stupid. That is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And oh it's my like, God. he's talking about heaven. It's just a guy holding up at the sign that says heaven. <laughs> Population 16. People they found just to dance wearing angel gear or whatnot. Next and to a like, shitty underneath trailer. underneath the, the <laughs> fucking bridge in like Newark. Yeah. Like, yep. There's nothing toxic like about this. We're trying to get home. Grass. And he's like, fuck you. Why are you trying to go home? This is heaven. This is great. <laughs> 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 oh, this movie. Oh mm. man, it's uh it's a movie. <laughs> like uh I don't know how like it's so hard to talk about. It is. It's so hard to convey <laughs> what is truly happening throughout this entire movie. Like Yeah, wait, I haven't even touched on the Sklar Brothers news. They pop-ups. are a runner throughout the entire thing. Sklar and I was so happy to see fantastic. <laughs> Loved it from the moment they were there. I was like, fuck, these guys are here. Like I said, the Lemmy cameo. There's just Oh, the Lemmy cameos are so good. Galore. Love every second of them. Toxie and Sweetie Honey 
arrive in Tromaville, and Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD is relieved to see the real Toxie again, and he tells him that he needs to defeat his evil doppelganger. So Toxie makes his way to the hospital to get Sarah, killing off the Nazis along the way. Hell yeah. Luckily, there's a map that lays out his location along with the location of Noxie and his armed guards. And I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. 30 gallons of blood were used in the hospital scene. That's it. 30 gallons. Well, all right. Not as much as dead alive. But that's no, still, not even close. That's a lot of but, blood. But, a I lot mean, of blood. If you're talking gallons of blood per budgetary dollars, it's a big investment. Yeah. I mean, you just get like 30 milk jugs. You fill them up with uh, a lot of water and some red some food coloring. Red and number five. Something to thicken it up a little bit, barely. And then you cover everybody in this scene. Or fuck, just put the red in the milk. Corn syrup in the zombie movie I was in is what they used. That's a good one to use. I yeah. Mean, Hitchcock for blood just used chocolate syrup because it was black and white. And he didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Mm, tasty blood. Licking that shower clean when it's done. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock always did cameos as vampires so he could drink. <laughs> Get that sweet chocolate. Drink all the <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> I found the sack of chocolate. <laughs> That's what he shot, like, in his private collection. It's just all home movies of him pretending to be a vampire <laughs> drinking chocolate. <laughs> That's why they've never been released from the vault. It's just like, how do we put oh, these out? so fucking good. <laughs> I'm not going to do film nerd talk right now. I feel like uh, this is the setup, but I can't do it because um, it just doesn't seem appropriate. It feels inappropriate. It doesn't, it no. <laughs> Toxie and Noxie have their final showdown, which includes a giant demon penis with a face, and also mops making lightsaber noises. Those are the two babies inside of Claire. There's also, yeah, inside Sarah's womb, there is uh, a respective fetus battle between Toxie and Noxie's offspring. Mm. And they're both super weird looking. because They are. <laughs> it's just two regular guys... And oversized masks to make them look like babies. But it's so weirdly into the uncanny valley that it's like the creepiest part of this whole fucking movie. <laughs> and they, they're covered in like that weird sticky stuff and they like keep making yep. them like butt heads and it's like pulling apart and ah. I just love how it's like that's the final escalation. I love that they also have their own tiny mobs inside her womb. They mm-hmm. do. They do. They're keeping it clean in there, which is good. They're kind of like... <laughs> Like a fetal douche. Yep. Exactly like that. That's Or like a fetal like chimney sweep. Like if you get Dick Van Dyke in there. Oh, absolutely. With his terrible British accent. I can't tell you about Coming accent. Spoonful of sugar, me love. Chub chubaday, chub chubaday. Sweep out your hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> ah. That's the only thing like, missing from this is just like also, Toxie and his blind wife dancing with animated penguins. Didn't or Dick Van Dyke play like a syndicated doctor on TV for like 12 years too? How many abortions did that guy do? Tons, probably. <laughs> oh, hundreds. He wasn't as good as Becker. Now, let me explain this to you. My, my Dick Van Dyke is very Michael Caine. Yeah, you were very Yeah, your Michael British Caine. accent's too good to be Dick yeah. Van Dyke. You're not Cockney. You're, you're much more upper class. Or you've got to do a chim chimney, you do. Chim chimney? Now, let me tell you this. I'm going to have to get that baby out of here. I'm going to have to get you in the chitty chick bang bang with the kid catch car. <laughs> Which would you like? There's also, apparently, there's a third baby in this mix that does not 
Oh, we'll get there. I know they should have. I, I would have liked a little hint at that. A little hint. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even like hit me until you just said that. Like, oh fuck, there is a third baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which well, doesn't cause it to baby. explode somehow. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> well, it's because it's not the zygote the complete, of two okay. interdimensional. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I also like that this scene reveals that Noxie's mop is double ended, like um, <laughs> like Darth, Darth Maul, Maul. Brian, I'll take over if you need it. I got it. I've seen that one. That was one of my favorite little references, and I also appreciated that the uh, soundtrack for it once it switched got a lot more orchestral at that point. Oh yeah. <laughs> Duel of the Fates was the greatest songs ever made. I love swinging mops around. I was like, whoa, whoa. George Lucas gonna sue somebody. (laughs) Both Toxie and his zygote emerge victorious. From the guts of the noxious offender emerges Melvin Ferd III, played by Mark fucking Togle once again. Beautiful cameo. finally back. Beautiful. He embraces Toxie but suddenly turns on him because he's evil. What don't you <laughs> get like about this? Bite his, doesn't he like try to bite his neck? Yeah, something he bites him like in the that. face or something. So Toxie <laughs> throws him from the building, and of course he lands in a vat of toxic waste and runs away on fire, shouting, I'll be back if there's a sequel. <laughs> Beautiful. Most perfect way you could do it. Using archival footage from the original Toxic Avenger. Sure. They also did that, uh, the car flip scene where they land and they're just completely fine. That's from Sergeant Kabuki Man <laughs> NYPD. And wow, yeah. He reuses that it's... in three other movies besides this one, too, because it, <laughs> he got the footage, goddammit. He's going to use it. I love his comment that, like, oh, this is an American car. If it gets any air at all, it's going to blow up. So we need to go. I, I appreciated a big thing about this movie because I have to say this or I'll forget it. Uh, it was a much crisper shot. It was like they shot it on film, I think. <laughs> like, I feel like the other ones were shot almost like on VHS. <laughs> but like, like proper video. Yeah. But one thing I noticed with the mask, like because I think it like covered the nose holes just from breathing, like it would make the, the bulges like swell and stuff. And it was a really cool <laughs> effect that I don't think they intended to have. But I yeah. was like, that's really awesome. It's a really good happy accident. Sarah finally gives birth to Toxie's baby. And of course, it's huge. It's like 60 pounds. But there's a surprise second baby. No, not the evil Noxie baby. This baby looks just like Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. No! I love this so much. (laughs) And then everybody gets a good giggle. Yeah. While Toxie chases Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD from the hospital room. Well, they do like the live freeze frame where they all just kind of stand still. (laughs) And he comes back in. I love it so moving. much. Yeah, that was so fucking good, man. And then there's like an end credit scene with Lloyd Kaufman coming up against his evil doppelganger with a Stanley VO. While he's running around the streets of New York City in his underwear. Of, of course. course. Lloyd Kaufman in his underwear, mm-hmm. yes. Due to the depletion of the ozone layer and the careless dumping of hazardous nuclear waste, thousands of people find themselves trapped in an evil parallel universe every year, and the numbers are rising. This film is respectfully dedicated to those who have lost their lives facing down their own evil doppelgangers. So if you find yourself thrust into an alternate reality, look to the horizon. One hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength will be there. Yes, dear reader, he'll be there. He's the Toxic Avenger. And please don't forget to recycle your bottles and cans. 
There you go. It's like a better birdemic shock and awe. I like it. Yeah. And that is Citizen Toxic, the Toxic Avenger Part 4 from 2000 or 2001, if you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes, directed by Lloyd fucking Kaufman. Gentlemen, this movie's a goddamn treat. It's yes. so much fun. It's mm-hmm. it's stupid. No, it's stop. not. No, it's, it's not. Yeah. It is, but it's stupid how good it is. Yeah. Like, it's bad in the best way. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's amazing how he knows how far he could push it. Yes. But then he knows when to shut it off and move forward with whatever the plot is, the very loose plot, <laughs> because he knows that he has to, like, go up the next ladder rung every right. single time. And that's what I appreciate about this, is that it's broken down in a way that he knows he has to tell a full 90-minute story and it has to keep escalating to more and more ridiculousness. So when you start with a school shooting with the diaper mafia, it has to go somewhere from there. It has to get bigger. And it does. Mm-hmm. And that is unbelievable to me. It's fantastic. I had not seen this one before. I am a big trauma fan. I've seen so much of the earlier stuff. Dudes, hands down, this is my new favorite trauma film. It's probably my favorite Trump it's movie. It's so much fun. It's yeah. a masterpiece. Absolutely. It really, it really is. It, this this is way better than Surf Nazis Must Die. And man. Wow. I enjoyed the you fuck. You love that movie. I do. I really do. Even It's it's so, it's god-awful too. But this is, like you said, it's god-awful in the best ways. It's like, you, when people make a purposely bad movie, they're not good. But this is like, it's hard to explain. You can't explain it again. Like, there's just, I don't know art but i know it when i see it and that's right. this you know <laughs> yes yes god damn guys so fucking fun a- a- hour 42 and it's it's so tight i didn't even i was dreading that looking at it and then it's over before you know it yeah uh sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> certain scenes <laughs> kyle let me ask you rotten tomatoes 100 what are you thinking for this man i'll be shocked if it's above 35 well, you're going to be shocked, buddy. Brian, what are you thinking? Oh, I was going to go uh, Price is Right rules and undercut him, but now I'm going to say uh, 50. You're going to be shocked, too. This only has nine reviews <laughs> from critics. Okay. And it's 67%. It is fresh. Wow. Officially. Amazing. Congrats. Audience score is 65%. There were only two top critics who reviewed this movie. <laughs> None of them are named Roger Ebert. Mm. Weird. Stephen Holden from the New York Times said, if the take no prisoners humor of Citizen Toxic is very funny, the movie's relentless comic excess is ultimately a little exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's a very good review. He liked it too. That's a fresh one. Mm -hmm. And then Jonathan Foreman from the New York Post said, laughs are few and far between and the film feels brutally long. And the New York Post, I will say, is not a reputable source for any sort of news (laughs) at all in New York. So uh, Jonathan Foreman you can suck on some foreskin. Oh, got him. I would have thought those reviews would have been switched. I would have thought the uptight New York Times would have been like, oh, this movie is complete, utter shock <laughs> and blah. Garbage. The, the New York Post would be like, fuck yeah, man, this movie rocks. But yeah, this movie kicks ass. I saw boobs. Who would have thought that actual <laughs> journalists and reviewers would appreciate and understand art? And, Strange, huh? <laughs> and people that deal in offense and excess are offended by it because they didn't partake in it. So they shit on it. That's what happened, New York Post. Fuck you. I agree. And uh, we got some friends who do understand art when they see it. And it is our friends on Letterboxd. Yes. And they had plenty to say about this. Mm. Most of the reviews that I read are usually like one or two lines, very quippy, funny. 
people like took the time on this one and I skipped just about all those. Okay, that, that's fair. It was like the, I'm putting together like show prep of like TLDR. <laughs> that's how I treated it. So from September 10th, 2022, this still feels like new trauma in quotes, even though this one is 20 years old. Shockingly on point about what is happening today, both yep. politically and it accidentally seems to be mocking the superhero movie trend that will explode 10 years after this movie came out. Until today, I always felt this was second tier trauma, but this is one of their masterpieces. A hundred percent agree. I didn't even think that, yeah, this is mocking a genre before it even exists. Long before it exists. Like X-Men came out the year that this came out. Damn. And you're right. It does feel like new trauma, even though it's 20 years old. From March 20th, 2021, RIP Dolphin Man. Heaven got a new angel today. You could have been a Marvel Avenger, but now you're God's Avenger. Yeah, I have good news about Dolphin Man. Yeah, he could get on the Suicide Squad for sure, I feel. <laughs> I guess now he could. Sure. Also, Mad Cowboy would also fit right into the Suicide Squad, I feel. Like some sort of strange animal farm type superhero movie? Well, mm-hmm. the good news about Dolphin Man is he does return and Dolphin Man battles the sex lobsters. So. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that's on the trauma streaming site too i hope so and Fucking, save. let's go <laughs> let's go boys from october 18th 2012 the appropriately titled citizen kane of bad taste Ooh. <laughs> mm. that is just so perfectly put. absolutely and the last one i have is from october 3rd 2021 pretty much a shot for shot remake of citizen kane but with an anthropomorphic dolphin instead of orson welles <laughs> And on that note, how about we give this thing a super stuff score? <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to do at this point. So, yes, let's give this thing a super stuff score. Starting out with story and motivation. I don't know. It's pretty generic, right? Who else was doing alternate dimensions in 2000? When did Jet Li's The One come out? After. Was it after? What about Time Cop? Uh, Time Cop was 95? Time Cop well would have been before this, yeah. 95, I think. Jet Li is 2001. That was, I knew it was close. Yeah, I knew it was a couple years after The Matrix. When he fights the people with a motorcycle. And Time Cop's 1994. Oh, oh, I was off by one year. Shit. So the story here is Toxie gets transferred to another dimension, and he has to save the day. He's got to help the people of that dimension to get back to his own to save his home. Classic hero story. By defeating story. his evil doppelganger. His bizarre. Sounds like a one know. to me, if I've ever heard of one. Airtight. <laughs> Once again, not the kind of airtight I take into space or a submarine, but airtight nonetheless. Correct. <laughs> One. Hero. It's a toxic fucking Avenger. It is the toxic fucking Avenger. He uses his traumatons to defeat evil. And, he does a and damn he's a family man. And he's very much a family man. And then, again, I feel this is the best toxic Avenger we've had. Yeah. Although, AF. is to jump to the future a bit, but... Peter Dinklage is the new Toxic Avenger, right? That's what I keep reading. It's supposed to come out this year, and I feel like you're running out of time to release it this year. And Kevin Bacon is the villain. Like I, Kevin Bacon's a villain. I know uh, Elijah Wood is in there too. I think he plays uh, Melvin Ferd or Melvin Junko, whichever name they're going with now. They're not even saying who like the new Toxic Avenger is because the top four names on the IMDb site do not have characters attached to them. And it is Kevin Bacon, Peter Dinklage, Elijah Wood, and Jacob Tremblay. 
Jacob Tremblay's in there too. Okay. There's no like sure is. I'm 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 curious about this one. Like, there's no way it can be as offensive, right? Being produced now, I feel like no. And with these caliber people, there's no way. Like, but it's I'm I'll be happy uh, to be surprised. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna try to go offensive. I think they're gonna try to mainstream it up just a little bit. Yeah, well, kind of hate that. And Lloyd Kaufman is attached, which He's is producer, weird. right? So I mean, hopefully though we get. Some crazy awesome practical effects. Cause come on, man. You can't go yeah. CGI in this shit too on us. Now we'll get there with style and tone, but with hero, full blown one, baby. Full blown one for the Toxic Avenger. Villains. It's also the Toxic Avenger, the it's Noxus, Noxious Offender. The Noxender, yeah. And therefore it has to be a one. I mean, because it's when it's the bizarro Max. version. That's just how it works. Parents. Teamwork? No, it's parents, probably. It's parents. And we know that they're dead, but but uh, except we movie. don't because like his mom shows up in the last scene and they don't even mention it. Oh, that's it. true. So probably a zero. It's definitely a zero. <laughs> um, Sorry. And speaking, they gotta of, be dead. They gotta low be scores. Dead. Let's talk about female characters. Uh, pass. Kyle, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you that Sweetie Honey and Miss Weiner are the only female characters in the entire movie who don't have nude nude scenes. Sure, and that's like uh, I don't know. That's so. Uh, I'm glad I'm not you right now. I know. It's weird. Like, do you say <laughs> it's not, but could it, is it empowering in a way? Do they um, own it? Do they? I'm trying to find a different way of saying no. I Based know, on right? the content and the, the tone, which we haven't got to yet, I'm going to say no, it's not empowering. It's not good. No. It, it's crazy. <laughs> like, there's even a lesbian rape scene? <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot all that. Yeah, there there is that. <laughs> While uh the noxious offender is jerking off to a picture of uh an explosion uh, 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 an atomic bomb, yeah. Mm. In the room. God yeah. damn this movie, guys. Wow. This feels like a negative one to me. Sure. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. We'll go negative one for female <laughs> characters. And just just to move on. Setting. Oh. It's not New Jersey, and that hurts the most. It's Tromaville. It's a Mortville. It doesn't feel very Jersey. It is Poughkeepsie, New York. Mm. Oh, I mean, that's like... That feels not It's like right. several miles from New Jersey. Minus one. <laughs> minus New York one? wishes it was New Jersey. Minus, minus one is a bit extreme. Was, yeah, well. Minus point five? You've offended Zero. Me. Zero? Okay. Uh, uh, dirty zero. Yeah. Sure. Just because it's not New Jersey, if it was, what would be, what's the opposite of New Jersey? What would be the most offensive? If it was filmed there, that would be like Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia is not the opposite of New Jersey. It's basically New Jersey across the river. I (laughs) swear to God, I will (laughs) kill you in your sleep. (laughs) Just because the people there are a different kind of asshole doesn't mean they're not all assholes. How fucking dare you? The opposite of New Jersey is like Oregon. I feel like stopping this episode. I I might be done recording. I might storm off and protest, and I might just put Bill Burr's rant on for the rest of the time. New Jersey is just the average of Philadelphia and New Jersey, uh, New York. You add up New York and and Philadelphia, divide it by two, you get New Jersey. Is this why you're not your mother's favorite? Is this why? Is because you act like oh, this? Spoiler alert, I totally am. I was going to say, who, I know you yeah. are. Brian's my favorite. How is he not his mom's favorite, too? Come on. 
I apologize to both of my sisters. Right now. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> they know. It's true. <laughs> so do we say zero for setting? Yes, dirty zero. Uh, especially because there was like no difference between Tromaville and Amortville, except for the spelling on signs. It was, that was a really lazy like flip. That's, that's worse than Nilbog. Style and tone. Two. Wow. I watched a man get his finger jammed into a pencil sharpener. He got his fingertip <laughs> sharpened, and then it was shoved in his own eyeball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that happened. And the whole time, the man was acting like he did not have all his cognitive facilities. Correct. <laughs> There's also Art. a full-on, like, striptease sex scene in the back of a school between a diaper girl and a developmentally disabled student. Is that the one where the lady just beats the hell out of the kid with her tit? Yes. Oh, and you just hear, like, happens. the boing, boing, boing sound as it's happening? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a two. <laughs> Choices it's, were made. It's good, and choices were made, and more so than that, the balls on the yeah. style and tone. Yeah, so and, good, and man. damn it, they, it they leaned in as hard as they could. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they did. That's a two for style and tone. Let's talk about music. You got me. I got, I, they, it was even less use of Night on Bald Mountain than I'm used to. <laughs> I really like, enjoyed whatever emo-y song that they played like during the, the learning montage, and it shows up. Again, when they're walking somewhere, maybe at the end Just of the movie. Just wanted on record that Kyle said he likes something emo-y. Well, I do. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm an emo kid. I love My Chemical Romance. I love pop punk. He's I feel like your second okay. bass pedal just just literally ran out of your house. It said, I give up. I'm done. <laughs> it's uh, no moss. I, I'm not super into emo. Like, I don't like Dashboard Confessional and that shit. I just I like- saw them last month. <laughs> 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 If we're, if we're, you know, confessing to things. Uh, on the dashboard. <laughs> now that was a happy accident. I bet it was a kick-ass show, though. Here's the thing. They're not my oh, cup of tea, phenomenal. but I know people fucking love them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, that's not, I'm not shitting on them. But I, I've, I really like that song. I don't even remember what they said. Just, I felt it fit with my those My broken scenes. skateboard is like my heart. <laughs> Nobody sings about their skateboard. My broken scooter. Nailed it. <laughs> It's a razor. It hits my shin. (laughs) (laughs) That's some music worth crying to. That's right. (laughs) So about the music in this movie, though. Uh, Zero. Eh, Fair enough. The only parts I remember are that and like when they totally rip off Duel of the Fates for like 10 seconds. Because that's all they could afford. (laughs) As as much time as they legally could. Uh I like how we're just like living in the extreme right now. Oh, yeah. It's like, either, like, nothing huge or nothing. <laughs> One-liners. One. And before you say anything... Sorry. Fill my chocolate starfish with your chunky, chunky dick snot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One. Mm-hmm. That right there is poetry. Like, uh, Billy Shakes is probably in his grave. <laughs> like, why didn't I Just like rolling that? over, like, what the fuck was I doing with that Othello fuck? Fill also- my chocolate starfish with your chunky, chunky dick snot. And she Billy signs Shakes it. Billy Shakes here! Yeah. Fill my chocolate starfish! <laughs> <laughs> and then they call the line back later. It's, yeah, uh, they yeah, do. Yeah, it's a one. One for one-liners. Fight me. I can't. I don't want to. <laughs> it feels so good. The final category is impact on the genre. It's huge. Yeah. It's getting a mainstream release with Kevin Bacon, Elijah Wood, and Peter fucking Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of massive. Full-blown one. Wow. 
All right, this whatever you think the score is for this, that's not what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> the final score for Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger Part Four, is a six. Too low. It does feel a little low. I, the female characters heard it a little bit. Uh, yeah, understandably, have, yes. uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's all arbitrary. Go watch the movie. Troma now is like five bucks a month. Enjoy. You can burn through whatever you have to. I just feel like every girl they cast, Uncle Lloyd was like, "Will you take your top off?" And they were all like, "Yeah." <laughs> this He's is the, the dream. He this really has to is. be like the most titties in a move in the oh, least sexy movie I've ever yeah, seen. So many, dude. <laughs> I don't even remember a lot from Nukem High, and Nukem High is all like teen sex scenes with weird body parts. Well, good thing I still have a month left on this Trauma Now trial. Nukem High 1 and 2. I, I can't wait. recommend both of them. I'm going to rewatch them again because of this Trauma Now thing. Fuck it. I haven't seen either in probably 25 years, and I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a good month. Brian! We got two episodes left after this, man. That's right. Congrats, boys. Why don't you tell the fine folks at home what we're talking about next week? And you might as well tell them what we're ending with at this point, too. Yeah, might as well. Because I think the calendar's out there. The calendar exists, so you've probably already seen this. But next week, we're talking about the Batman. With the vampire boy. With the, as, the sparkly uh, Robert Doing the bats. Patton Bat. Yeah. I can't wait. And then our final episode is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. Felt like the appropriate way to end it. With all those callbacks and cameos and nostalgia it feels right but first we got the batman next week then we got the spider-man no way home and i can finally stop confusing all those fucking home titles it'd be <laughs> great to be done with them for forever forever that's my uncle jesse reference it was very good i thought john stamos was sitting here i got very confused i was like whoa whoa have mercy <laughs> whoa <laughs> It's a completely different franchise. <laughs> Could it be any more different? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking love you guys, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Uh, I think you guys said I, I'm the last guest, right? You are the last guest on the Caped Podcasters. How does it feel? It's, it's really, it's honestly, I mean, it, it's maybe a bit silly, but it means kind of a lot to me. I appreciate you guys like me enough to want me to come back this close to the end of this run it makes me feel good in the, in the cockles of my heart down in <laughs> the sub cockles you. you can go on onlyfans.com slash experience grind to look at kyle's cockles we've come up, more detail we've come so far from arguing about the last jedi we it's, really have yeah wow <laughs> what a journey uh-huh been a trip <laughs> a wild strange <laughs> trip boys kyle where can people hear you as if they don't know uh, i mean yeah experience grind uh where is that you're with that that pale boy right oh oh the pale horse that brings the pale in, yelly one that brings in the twin? apocalypse my twin <laughs> <laughs> your evil doppelganger oh now that could play uh but yeah M mr shawnee hawk boy sean Muldowney, he's my my go-to my my good buddy uh, your yeah. main squeeze we do uh the experience grind podcast together we have a lot of fun doing that and we're in the midst of stoner movie september right now so well i mean by the time you guys listen to this we're not anymore but it'll be in the past yeah. you can go back and listen to all the go back and listen to it welcome welcome to the jungle baby we uh we went out on <laughs> quite 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 the pick there so you think you've seen a bad movie <laughs> which one 
Well, I'm so uh, curious. It's uh, it's a little movie called Who's Your Caddy. <laughs> Well, stars, uh, okay. stars, I know of it. Yeah, <laughs> stars Big Boy from uh the 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 Atlanta-based rap crew Outcast, and uh the the principal from Ferris Bueller that like molested kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yep, in sure. it too. Yeah, so that's a cast. It's it's wild to see and Donald Faison. Yeah, some people call that Oscar bait. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's everything, everything you could hope for and more. <laughs> the uh, the very first uh, fact that I saw because I watched it on Amazon, which I think just steals the stuff from IMDb, anyways. But it sure does. Yep. The opening fact is that uh, it's apparently Bill Clinton's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder that you can submit all of your own IMDb actual trivia uh-huh. facts. Whenever As we've learned, yeah. and they might show up show. in somebody's Amazon viewing that of that movie. Brilliant. Uh-huh. That is so brilliant. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I thought you boys really liked that. Oh man! <laughs> Everybody go listen to Experience Grinds. They're so much fun. Thank you, boys. I've been on it a bunch. Brian's been on it. You guys are just fun to hang out with, and chat with. Always a good time. And because I think Brian's going to struggle with the transition next week, the Batman. <laughs> Until then, be sure to rate, <laughs> review, subscribe, and join us on Patreon this month for the thing. With or without the ginger skull, we really don't know. We asked him; he said yes, but we we still. But we committed. don't know if we're going to commit to we're that. We're better or not. than that. You can't give him the power. You cannot give him the power. How much fun would that be to be like tease it this long and then just not have him on and just don't tell him when we're doing it. <laughs> tell him we're recording it the week we release it and be like, oh, oh wow, man, you missed how'd it, that bud? happen? Sorry, slipped out. <laughs> you can email your questions and comments to katepodcasters at gmail.com or follow us on our social media at katepodcasters on all the things, especially on Facebook where we always throw up a post on recording day asking for your questions and comments. And because this is the Toxic Avenger 4 Citizen Toxie, we have none, yeah. as you can imagine. How many times was there a fart sound effect? Jesus Lots. Christ. The whole okay, movie. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> oh. Yeah, buddy. What was the most offensive part of this movie? To you, the school shooting probably okay. I, that's and it went that's on for kind forever. of where I felt, yeah. For me, it was the dragging of the black man behind the truck by the redneck. That was pretty, yeah. I saw that and I was like, but it got wow. like it got overly comedic. It does. It's still a wild scene to just pop in to just yeah, especially because it comes out of nowhere. Absolutely, yeah. they like, just turn true. a corner and he's like, "Well, they're dragging a black guy," <laughs> and then to take it even farther after he shoves his head. Into the engine bay, and <laughs> my God, oh my God, man. my God! And then the yeah, and then the, oh yeah, it's no, a masterpiece. It really is. It's a complete masterpiece. It really is. Yeah. Also, the, the subtle, the subtle uh, interchange at the end between Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD and Sweetie Honey, like they definitely oh. Oh, they're curious. Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD uh, is not a hero. Oh, and no, and no way at any point. Uh, he's pretty terrible at every turn. I will say Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD was on our Ebert list for the longest time. For so long. And I'm regretting that we didn't watch mm-hmm. it. Me too. Hey, you guys have a month of Tromaville now. You should watch that one too because. Damn right. Pretty good stuff Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Kyle, thank you as always for coming on. You're going to be on the new show. Don't you worry. I, I told you guys, here. I already have my one picked out. I'm not going to tell you. You can't tell us. That's Excellent. against because a lot of times. You've got to surprise us with that's it. The that's thing. the rule. Uh, so wait, that is the thing. how, how, oh, I, cause I can record like a audio thing or I just send it to yep. you to read on the air. Yep. Exactly. And we will not read it or listen to it beforehand. I'm going to promise. I'm going to send it as like a little Oscar envelope that you will have to open 
Oh. And then you'll, I'll, that's how I'm going to do it. But see, that's, I like that. I like Look that a lot. This. Mm-hmm. this show's already better than what we got. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We'll see you in November with Beer Me a Movie. Kyle, I love you. Everyone go listen to Experience Grind. Brian, you got Smart. anything else? That's it Smart. for me. Two kisses for both you boys. Oh, fantastic. Mostly for the kisses, not because Brian never has anything else. <laughs> you wait until I'm done to ask me the question. That's a good point. <laughs> Next week, The Batman. Same pod time. Same pod chocolate starfish with dick milk. (laughs) 